Welcome to Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast with your hosts, Laura Katina and Amy Mara. This podcast was created for businesswomen in particular who are juggling pursuing their career, family life, and all of the things that come along with it. We know that building a career, running a business, and running your life can sometimes seem near impossible. In the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast, Laura and Amy are going to share their experience of building their own careers as female attorneys, raising a family, and their journey to maintain wellness through it all. With more than 25 years of combined experience practicing law and years of juggling business, family, and wellness, they are about to have some very real and honest discussions about what it takes to manage it all and share tips, tools, and truth about how they make it all work. Welcome back to another episode of the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. Happy, happy day, Laura Katina. I love this topic. And I think it's been really, really relevant for you and I right now in the season of life that we are in and what's going on. Coming off of just chaos with the kids and, you know, them being sick, it's going back to school time. So it's like all the germs from school, they're coming home and lots of work commitments, depositions, motions, everything. So I'm I'm feeling it right now. So this topic is really relevant to our life for sure. And I know you are feeling it as well with the kids and their sports and extracurriculars. It's just mayhem, basically. I keep keep saying like, it's just a circus. It has just been a complete circus lately. It, It really has been. So the topic we wanted to talk about today is work life balance. And what that means as a phrase, you hear that thrown out so often of like, here's the way to achieve work-life balance. Here is the way that you can have the best of both worlds. And we're kind of here to debunk that myth for you and maybe take some pressure off like Laura is going to explain too um, about how this has really impacted her. But the work-life balance is just not a balance at all. And I think unfortunately the word balance implies that you can achieve some sort of equilibrium where your work life, and then I guess your rest of your life, I guess that's what the word life means, right? That the rest of your life, that they could be on like equal footing, or you could feel really like comfy, cozy, comfortable about what the dynamic is between the two. And I know for you and I, even before we became owners of our own law firm, we struggled to really try and achieve that work-life balance and it caused such stress in our lives. It caused us to feel like, well, if we're not reaching this equilibrium or this balance, are we failing at something? It just has a lot of of connotations and, and issues kind of wrapped into it that have kind of devolved where you're striving to achieve something that we want to tell you is really not achievable. It's not a, and it's not a good end post or a goal post to even work towards. And we want to kind of talk you through how you can unravel the idea of work-life balance in your life so that you can live better. Really? And it really (laughs) takes, that's such a good word because you really have to unravel it. Like when you and I were working at our old firm, it was, I mean, it's still a constant juggling app, but it was different because we were not working for ourselves. And years ago, when my kids were much younger, I kept, so this phrase, work-life balance, is really most relevant to working moms, 
right? Like if you're a working mom, you should always be trying to achieve that work-life balance. But what does that even mean? Because right. it shouldn't be about achieve, like you're ne it's never going to be 50-50. Like, and when you think of 50-50, I mean like spending the equivalent amount of hours you know, with your family as you do at work. So you're like in balance. And it's just like, for me, it just was not, it was like an impossible goal that I was trying to achieve. And I never got there because you just can't. So years ago, when I first really got into personal development, I loved and still love Grant Cardone. And I can't remember when we, we were actually on a personal call with him years ago. And I don't remember if it was there or if it was in one of his books, but I think it was there where he said, it's not work-life balance. It's just life. And mm. that was like a light bulb moment for me because I had been spinning my wheels trying to achieve this impossible goal of spending, an, you know, full-time lawyer, full-time litigator working for a law firm with three babies at home. And yeah. trying to spend an equal amount of time at work and an equal amount of time at home and feeling like I was failing at both. Because yeah. if I was at work, I felt guilty that I was working. If I was at home, if I had to say, God, if I had to leave work early one day, say the kids got sick, I was like, I'm failing at my job. I should be there right now. So I was never present in the moment. I was mm -hmm. always thinking about, I should be here, I should be there, and that I wasn't doing enough in either area of my life. So once I started unraveling <laughs> that belief that it should be an equal 50-50 and that it's really just your life, it kind of took pressure off of me, mm. um, the pressure of achieving that impossible goal. So I love that concept of thinking about the fact that it's not work, it's not home, it's because your work life and your career is part of your life. Your kids are part of your life. So it's really just life. It really is just life. When you were talking about the balance and finding equal time, I mean, let's just break down a day, right? A day in the life. If I were to try and give equal time to my work right now and to my family and to myself, which by the way, we should all be carving out time for ourselves every single right. day, you are setting yourself up for a loss. There are 24 hours in the day. And if you are working, you know, shift work or the regular nine to fiver, that's eight hours of your waking day that is already consumed by work. Okay. The rest of your time, what if you have maybe three, four hours at night and maybe a little bit of time before you go to work that you can spend with your family and your kids? It's it, that four does not equal eight. It's never going to equal eight. And so I guess there is this drive to, to kind of dispel the idea that it needs to be equal in order for life to be satisfying. Um, because we also know we have to work. We have to you know, bring in income for our families. We have to do the work that fulfills us and, and makes us happy. So if you are doing the work that makes you happy and you're feeling really fulfilled with your life, you could be happier going home and spending better quality time with your kids, knowing that it might not be the same amount equal, right? It's not the same number of hours, 
but you might be able to say, I just did a really great job for the past eight hours of my work day. I know I can turn it off and I can start up tomorrow morning. And so I'm going to leave that portion of my day behind me and now focus on being really present with my family and with my kids or whatever else you're going to do. Go focus on exercising, go focus on a passion project, playing the guitar, whatever it is that like lights your fire. If you don't have kids or you're not married or what have you, then you can go and do those things and be successful in those things. It's a bigger question of, does your life make you happy? Does your life fulfill you? Does it feel good? And it might not feel good every day. We have days, I mean, <laughs> the past couple of weeks have been like, I feel like- A dumpster you know, fire. Phrase, you're, you're, yeah, it's a dumpster fire, but it's like the phrase of like, sometimes you're the dog, sometimes you're the hydrant. Like I felt like the hydrant recently, okay? So I can't wait for it to start to flip and I could feel like the dog again and like getting after it, but it's, so it's not all going to look good, but you have to take it in like the big picture approach. And what can you, do you mind talking briefly about like what really like details, like what your life has been the past two weeks? Like, oh, sure. Because I think it's helpful to hear like, what goes on and what we're juggling because I know that so many other moms out there, especially with young kids like you are, are doing the same thing. Well, it's been about a month. I will tell you this yes. because by the time we're recording this, we're about a month out from Labor Day weekend when my son, my youngest ended up falling in the bathtub and clipping his eye. And we had to go to the hospital on Labor Day. And then thereafter it was making sure he's okay keeping him home from school. So, and when he's home from school, then my husband and I have to juggle and figure out, okay, how does that work? I'm going to be giving him more attention during the day. And then when my husband gets home and kind of relieves me of that duty, I can then go address some of the bigger issues at work. Right. And Joey just started a new job. And Joey just started a new job, by the way. So there's no real flexibility there yes. of like, his, his job is amazing, but it's not as flexible and you don't want to take advantage of that flexibility either. So then fast forward to the following weekend when my daughter got sick at the beginning of the week and then went back to school for a couple of days and then was sick again. And I was home because Joey was away for a, um, a fireman's convention. So I was home with both kids trying to manage that. And then the following week I had a crazy week of work. The kids were both back in school, but between Joey's schedule and my crazy week of preparing for three days of depositions the following week, which was just last week. I had a lot on my plate that I had to try and cram in. Oh, and catch up from the days that I was out of commission right. because Olivia was sick. And then fast forward to this past week when I did have my three full days of depositions that I'm looking forward to, and we get the phone call, you need to come pick up Joseph from school because he's sick. <sighs> and he was out of school then from Tuesday all the way through the end of the week home with us. And thank God too. My husband was able to work out an arrangement so that he could work from home and his supervisor was great about it. But we have been getting punched in the head for like the past four weeks. And then over this past weekend, Olivia comes down with a sore throat and we're going to bring her to the doctor to get checked out. So like life is continuing to happen like just tough times you have to get through them it's going to show you how resilient you are by getting through them but the the bottom line here is to show that 
there was no balance that could have been achieved. That was just my life for the past month. September really sucked. <laughs> it really did. It was really, really, really hard. And the point is, is that that's going to happen. Like that's what's expected. I texted Laura and I was like, please like pray for my sanity. And she goes, this is the phase you were in. And I remember distinctly when Laura and I were working at the old office and she would get a phone call and she'd be like, come on. I every, have <laughs> every day. The every day. nurse called me every, it was every day. Like yeah. this one isn't feeling well. Kaylee hit her head. This, it was like, Every other day, it was something. I remember specifically when Chris and Kaylee were in preschool. Now, Chris and Kaylee are only 12 months apart. So for most of their preschool, they were together. And it was May. And they were in their second to last year. Kaylee was probably in her second to last year. Chris was in the fours. So they had a Mother's Day tea every year. And I struggled to get there every year because I was so busy at work. Mm -hmm. And this particular, it, I don't know if you remember this because you I remember it. cover for me. So we, I had depositions and I knew that I had to get to this mother's day tea. Like I was not missing it. It was at like three in the afternoon, like so hard for working parents. Right. So Amy comes to relieve me. She takes over at the deposition. Yep. I leave. And I'm sitting in bumper to bumper traffic, trying to get back to the school and in literally in tears in the car. I cried the whole way to the preschool and I got there and one of the women came out to meet me and she was like, it's okay. Like they're fine. They're in there playing with their friends. They're not going to remember that you were late. Like, it's totally fine. And I was in tears. I was a wreck. And when I look back at the pictures from that Mother's Day tea, I'm like, wow. I was so upset that day because the whole way there, I was thinking to myself, I am failing at everything. I had to leave this deposition ask Amy to cover for me. This is not her case. Now she has to sit here through this deposition. I'm late for this Mother's Day tea. I can't even get there on time for Chris and Kaylee. Like it was a nightmare. And it, what that woman said was so true. And I was so thankful for her that day because she kind of like calmed me down before I walked in because I didn't want them to see how upset I was because I was literally crying in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. And she said, "It'll everything is fine. And it was. I walked in, they were happy to see me. They didn't know that I had missed the whole thing. <laughs> like it was just, it was fine, but it was, it was trying to achieve that impossible of like being perfect at my job and being perfect as a mom and being perfect as, it's just not possible. It's not. And I think that the sooner working moms start recognizing that it's really just like life as a whole, it really does take so much pressure off of you. And I think that the biggest thing that I can contribute here, and, and it's something that you taught me, you've told me so many times, because again, like I'm living like that few steps behind Laura Katina yep. in everything, marriage, kids, firm, everything, right? Lawyer, practice, lots of years there, but she has always reminded me like, this is the season of life that you're in. 
This is the phase. And my mom just said something recently to me about this with the kids. And I just, it's that constant reminder that we need for ourselves to realize that it's not work-life balance. It's, these are seasons of life. These are seasons when they're a lot harder. My husband and I were just joking about this the other night. And we said like, before we had kids, the luxury we had to oh. sit around and watch a TV show together, go to the movies, go out to eat together, no expectations, we could sleep in, all of this stuff. It's a different season of life. And that season's gonna keep on churning along. And if you frame it that way, and you put yourself in that perspective and saying, this is gonna be a really hard season, like a season of hard, you hear that a lot. And you just break out your life that way, start chunking it down to make it more manageable so that you don't feel like you're failing everywhere. And stop looking at social media and other people that have their stuff together and they're like throwing elaborate birthday parties for their kids with like the best everything and think that because you don't do it that way, you know, you're failing somehow. It's all of those things, the, the comparison game, all of that stuff. It all feeds into what you think is supposed to be work-life balance, but really it's not, it's not balance. And footnote, you don't really know what that person's life looks like right. outside of that, right? Oh my God, 100%. You can't judge the book by its cover. You hear that, it's so overused, but really think about it. Like you cannot sit there and say, because I'm not doing X, Y, and Z, that my life is not in balance. My life is not great and it's not fulfilling. And now if it isn't, and I want you to talk about this. This is something that you talked about before we got on here today about being in alignment with your life. If it's not, then you might have to make some tweaks, but don't use somebody else's el elusive work-life balance to try and judge your own as to what yours is supposed to look like. Right. And so I get all my concepts from personal development. <laughs> so <laughs> this was the, actually Brendan Richard did something last week where he doesn't believe that balance is a myth. He calls it alignment. So he said, are you in alignment with what you want for your life, with your purpose, whether it be work, family, whatever. And it's when you're out of alignment that you feel out of balance. So I loved that concept. Like we were out of alignment for a long time. Oh yeah. We we're out of alignment for a long time. Now we're back in alignment. And it's easier for us to say, okay, this is just life. Yeah. We're doing, we're so excited about our business. We, you know, look forward to it every day. We just said before, like, I enjoy the work week. I love working with Amy. I love our firm. I love what we're building. <clears throat> I love our podcast, like all of it. Mm -hmm. So it's easier for me to look at it and say, okay, this is just life. And I'm aligned with what I want to do. You know, maybe you need to sit back and take a hard look at what you're doing, whether it's your job or are you not, you know, doing things that you actually enjoy, um, whatever it might be, look at whether you're in alignment with what you actually want for your life, right? I love that concept so much. And it really rang true for us when we were starting this business together. Now you were already 11 months into your own practice. But when we started, I remember having those conversations with you and saying like, I'm a little concerned about how much work I'm going to have to put in given that I had 
oh, I was going to have a baby any minute. <laughs> and I had a three-year-old who was just about to be four and really just hectic life schedule. And I was like, wow, like I, it's going to take a lot. But I remember us talking about it and saying like, I'm just going to have to talk to Joey and explain to him, I need to lean on you a little bit more in this season because building this business was my alignment moment. Like building this business and building this firm is where I needed to put my efforts and a lot of my energy. And it was only for a short period of, of hard where it was really tough and it's still tough some days, but not like it was at the beginning no. where we were really building and, and, you know, the change over the transition, et cetera. So, which goes was, back to what you were just saying about how each season is temporary. Yeah. Like it's temporary. And I remember some seasons are much longer than others. Like when my kids were little, it felt like a never ending season. And I remember when you're laughing at me, I don't know if you remember this, remember how much I hate minivans, right? Oh my it's God. Like, it's like my worst, it was my worst nightmare <laughs> to have a minivan. <laughs> my, I, but I had three kids all in car seats, like three babies. And I needed something that could fit. My mom was like, Okay. Nobody knows how much I hate minivans more than my mother. And so she was like, just, just get it. Like it's the season you're in. It's not a big deal. You need it during this season. And then one day you won't have it anymore. And of course, cause my mom is always right. Yeah. She, um, she was right. I had it for, I don't know, six years or whatever it was. And now we don't have it anymore because our kids are older. It's like, it's temporary. It's, it's the season you're in, but it's all a part of your one life. I, you know what? I remember that day distinctly pulling <laughs> in and not seeing the black minivan anymore. And I was like, whoa, here we go. Turn the page, Katina. Get rid of that minivan. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you know, I think one last point that I think we should talk about here, it's just relevant to some of our audience members that are also attorneys. We see you, we hear you, we feel you on the pressures of this business, of, of the law, and how it can really make you spin out of control. Like, please go listen to our recent episode that we talked about, like making it through the month of September and how to deal with the stressors. Because towards the end, we really talk about specific issues that happened to both Laura and I of instances of how this business really spun us out of control. And it was because we didn't have this perspective in place of this work-life balance and what it was supposed to look like, what it's not supposed to look like. Attorneys, we, we know, and this goes for other practice areas as well, but we can speak to it very emotionally and poignantly that attorneys have a lot on their plate in terms of stress and expectations. And what that brings with it is the expectation of success and what that looks like for a working mom attorney, that is a really big conundrum to try and unravel and to get through. And leaning on people, reaching out to Laura and I to talk about it. We don't have it all together, but we've definitely made strides by doing the thought work and the personal development that we have to really deal with this issue and find out what the root of it is. And Laura, you said it perfectly the pressure we put on ourselves. Our kids are not going to know if we get there at three or three fifteen, Right. But they will remember that we showed up. Yeah. So the pressure that we put on ourselves to say, you need to be there by three, because if you're not there at three, you're going to be a bad parent. That thought is not going to help you achieve the happiness of, of your life balance, whatever you want to call it. 
So if you take one thing away from this episode, Amy and I normally have like three or four tips that we want to share, but I said, you know what? I want people to take away this one tip, especially for working moms. Stop putting pressure on yourself to achieve work-life balance and just live your life. Because once you do that, you will feel less pressure to be perfect in every area and you'll just feel better because it's really just not possible. So stop putting the pressure on yourself. We hope this episode was helpful and we look forward to talking to you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. If you have not already done so, be sure to leave us a rating and review so that we can reach even more business women just like you. We will see you again next Monday for a brand new episode.